where's my intro let's go hello brian welcome to blockchain bandwagon the podcast where we are going to explore the depths and depths of blockchain cryptocurrencies and technology shaping our future I'm your host, Chuck Chekuri, and today we are going to explore how new and emerging technology uh, is going to be adopted by organizations and individuals. I'm the founder of TogetherMDM, and our solution helps healthcare providers protect their identity on blockchain. I'm here with my co-host, Brian. Brian and I like to share our research and study the various aspects of blockchain technology that we share with our audience. Now, let me hand it over to my co-host, Brian, who will introduce himself and give us a sneak peek into today's exciting discussion. Hey, Chuck. Thanks. Good to see you again. My name is Brian. been in the staffing business for over 25 years, placing IT executives and the like. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, technology adoption uh, in general, as well as specific to what we, you know, maybe our thoughts about blockchain and, and how quickly it will be adopted. Uh, but before we dive in, remember to subscribe here. Uh, also, you can listen on Spotify, Google, and Apple. We're here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 o'clock Eastern. And uh, I think that's about it, Chuck. Um, take it away. Thank you. So we are going to talk about technology adoption and the discussion, right? So, Brian, when we talked about uh, this particular point yesterday, or last week, if I may say, we were worried about, we were thinking about, you know, when will blockchain be adopted? And so we decided to go back and look at, at least understand. So I think I did some research on this. And one of the things I looked at is uh, from a historical perspective, right? Like last 500 years, last 50 years, how, what are the different technologies came and why they were took, what time, how long it took, and what were the things uh, that happened. So here is some list I'm sharing on the screen. And I yeah. really went back all the way 500 years, really literally, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so some of them, the one of the major ones that came up was printing press. Well, the printing press changed everything. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so what I learned, at least, is in the long time ago, it used to take years before people would adopt something, right? Printing, for, and then it gradually reduced significantly the amount of time it takes to adopt, right? When I say, I'm not talking about 100% adoption here, right? 100% is probably never happens, uh, but maybe 70%, 60%, 80% or where it's considered like mass, you know? Right. Uh, because I, I I don't think telescope will never be 100% even today because not everybody, I never use telescope, you know? <laughs> right. No, I kind of, you know, my thought was kind of going through this and it was very interesting um, to see, but I kind of looked at like the 80% mark is, you know, because that's when, you know, the early innovators are what? The innovators are two and a half percent. Then you got the early adapters and you got the middle adapters and late adapters and then the laggards. So, you know, once you get to 80% mark, just the laggards are about uh, the only ones left. So um, yeah. that's kind of what I, I kind of looked at it as. Yeah. So, so that, that with that, so what 
really happening in my mind is that I, I, I listed some uh, reasons for why it takes so long, right? And a lot of times, in only one place which I found like there was a resistance from people, you know, I think print, printing press was the only one that really had a lot of resistance from existing people, like the scribes and the people who were against it. But after that, it was just either the technology wasn't ready or it was too expensive or they were not able to mass produce it. Right. It was the logistics. Yep. That slowed them down. That's true. Right. That's true. I mean, take, uh, you know, hey, I mean, something basic as, uh, you know, TV. We have more lists here, right? I saw some of the lists that you put together. Yeah, the, the telephone. I mean, something as simple as, you know, a telephone, right? Something as that. Yeah, 60 uh, years. You know, that, that, yeah, it took, you know, 60, you know, around 60 years to get to the 80% mark. And it, it was always the, right, the, it, and still today is exactly the same thing as going on with the, with internet fiber to the home. It's the last, you know, the quote, the last mile. I'm sure you've heard of the last mile, right? It's, it's, it's coming off the, coming off the main, basically the main circuits to, uh, to connect to your home or connect to your place of business or connect to wherever it might be. And so it's, that's always the most expensive. There, there is other things too. Uh, when we say mass adoption, Brian, I'm sure there are still some people who don't have a telephone. Have a right. what? Telephone? There are, still, there are still some people who don't have a telephone or who that's don't what I say. 80% mark is, is kind of what I look at. Cause I, I mean, if stuff is a hundred, you know, almost everybody has electricity. Um, you know, that's that's going to be a hundred percent pretty much at at some point. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's because, like I said, I consider eighty percent. That's just my idea. Whether it's right or wrong, I I don't know. But that's just my idea of eighty percent means mass adoption. Now, these are these are still very uh, current. You know, this list here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Microwave only took ten years. Yeah, that's I mean, so if you look at some of these, so that's that's I, I I found it very interesting, right? So, um, I don't know what your thoughts are around, like you know why some stuff took a lot longer than others, um, but I think like you had mentioned earlier, you know, logistics is a big a big part of it, and, and a paradigm shift. You know, auto is a complete paradigm shift. There wasn't. I kind of equate it to the revolution today of, of uh, EVs, right? So um, your electric vehicles. So it's it's a uh, you have the obviously the early adopters and and uh, people saying it's never going to have. How are we going to ever? How's this ever going to work, right? How you're telling me there's going to be a charging station everywhere? It's, I'm sure they said the same thing back in the you know 1900s that said uh, there's going to be a gas station on every corner. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But do, do, you, do you see that the time it takes to adopt is reducing or it's pretty much the same? So look, so like, uh, I mean, obviously it's reducing, um, but I think that has a lot to do with, with technology itself. So uh, I don't know what your thoughts are around that, but everything else was, a lot of it was infrastructure, right? So. Once that infrastructure is built up, you know, so we had a telephone took 60 years. 
but a cell phone and, and smartphones, you know, only take 10 to 15 years, you know, roughly to, so, well, we already had that technology, you know, there's just something different. So we, we both have two different numbers for telephone. I had telephone as 30 years. So you yeah, I think you, but I went to 80%. So that's not, yeah, right. yeah. I think you probably had something different, but I, yeah. everything that I did, I wanted the 80% mark. Yeah. So what I did was generally mass adoption means there is like a mass capability. Now right, there's two parts to it. The way I see it as, so there is a basic technical technology that is innovation that happens, right? And there is a ability or a logistics to get it to a people, a lot of people, right? When you say a lot of people at scale. Now, once you get even like 25% of the people, right? You're at scale. Now from 25 to 100, that really does it depends on a lot of uh, not the technical capabilities, but social, logical, political, you know, economic so, factors, right? So I kind of agree. People will never get to it. I, I kind of agree. So I'm talking about big things that are mass adoption, right? So we're, we're talking about everyday life stuff and what there's been a lot of technologies that's come up and then went by the wayside, right? So, uh, right, you have your innovators at two and a half percent, your early adopters at 13 and a half percent, early majority is 34, late majority is 34, and laggards are 16. So, roughly, at once you hit 80, what is that, 84 percent, that's the mass adoption standpoint. That's when you get to everybody's like, yes, I'm in. The laggards really don't count. They're just the ones that come because you, they have to. That's just my thought. Whether that's right, I, I have no idea. That's my no, thought. It, it's it's not a question of right or wrong. I think it's. I think both are valid. The way I was seeing it as, like for us, for a technology developer, right? Do I really want to wait for eighty percent, or am I still my target is where I can scale enough to market to at least twenty, thirty percent of the population? You know what I mean? I just didn't look at. I, I just. I, I guess I didn't. I didn't think about it in those terms. So, I, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, you're, you're right. But if, if it depends on where we are looking at, right? If I'm like a sociologist trying to get the whole population use it, that I, then I will look at the 80% of the population, right? Or 70% of the population, where it's a mass uh, adoption. But when I'm looking at it, I did my research mostly based on, hey, as a techni technical developer, technology developer, when do I will see? a big, you know, adoption, mm -hmm. right? So most of my numbers are, that's why mine is 30 and yours is 60. Yeah, cool. Right? So with, with that shorter frame, the 80%, I think I looks like it's all over the place, right? Even like some of the older ones are taking long, you know, some of the early ones will take long. Even uh, internet is everywhere, but, Still not 80%. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it may be now, you know, I, I don't, I just had numbers to 2005, but, uh, um, but remember that's when we talk about, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's different between mass adoption and availability. So, right. So, um, you know, the telephone just wasn't available and that's a lot of cases. The internet still wasn't available in the early to mid two thousands. Yeah. Wasn't available. And they're still getting access to a lot of places with Starlink and stuff, right? Exactly. Some places don't even have access. 
So I think you can say like, hey, internet's massive out, but it's not every, you know, it's hey, everybody doesn't have access to it. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's interesting how long, you know, things took, you know, compared to today and what we can kind of extrapolate from today's technology and the ideas, because it seems if it doesn't take off relatively quickly, right, within about 10 years, that the technology goes away and is something else replaces it. So then the next thing I wanted to see was, okay, let's come back 50 years. Last 50 years, let's little dig deeper. Uh, you know, in the 70s to 80s, the personal computer, the internet, the mobile phone, World Wide Web, these all had uh, a very drastic path, right? In a, in a sense that by the time these things came, uh, the connectivity was already there, right? The communication was already there, right? Uh, so they ended up uh, getting more viral in a sense that, you know, it, that like a t t TV, uh, some big company had to make it. You know, some come, uh, some somebody had to create a TV station and then more TV stations, right? But with right. personal computers, internet, mobile, World Wide Web, smartphones, where there was a lot of connectivity, these things had a very different type of adoption. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. For sure. Right? I, I think the way people are adopting also is changing. What? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts around that? Yeah, because I'm thinking, at least for our current situation, we can't, I know we, how long it takes technology to adopt, which is becoming very faster with a lot more communication, like, right? And the impact that social media was what? It's not even 20 years, it's like really big, right? Mm -hmm. It's actually impacting a lot more. It's impacting culture, it's impacting families. You know, it's, the impact is much bigger. Mm -hmm. And then the rate of adoption is smaller. Yeah, I think there was, uh, I think there, it's a, uh, it's, I think that the thing, the stat that I came across was 90% of people that regularly use the internet are on social media. So, I mean, yeah. I think that's, that's pretty amazing. Like if you're on the internet, you're probably using some social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or something, you know, Twitch or something, yeah. you're using something, which is incredible. And not only that, that's true, but see, if you think about it, we are simultaneously using all of them, right? If I'm using a smartphone, I'm probably on social media. I'm probably on a worldwide web. It's probably mobile, right? It's connected to the Yeah, I say that says a lot. Like, the, I think that one stat says a lot about people, right? So although we're maybe siloed more than ever and... Um, you know, hey, the last few years, everybody's been by themselves and people don't, well, frankly, just don't like to talk on the phone much anymore. Uh, they'd rather text. Um, I, I think that says a lot that, you know, basically everybody that's on the internet or surfing on your phone is on some type of social media connecting to people, right? You're connecting to people, you're putting out your thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very interesting. So th this last 50 years, I think, has been a very interesting type of adoption, and mostly it's tech, right? I don't, I didn't see any, uh, I mean, there are a lot of innovations out there, like in medical devices and, you know, 
but the, those are we don't there's not i couldn't find a lot of uh, stats on that i'm sure there are so, like so many things came you know people did a lot of interesting things but we don't see them you know well a lot of the things you know that make our lives easier has been a phone and everything attached to it. so those are apps right and that's all technology based um and everything is technology based and uh it doesn't surprise me that that's that's kind of the way like we don't see you know when we were building the country you're building out when you're building out i kind of think of it as building out a a, a building right so you got to lay the foundation very solid so that's what you know what they did with an electrical grid with the telephone system with um you know, just very basic infrastructure. And then you build on top of the infrastructure and it gets, you know, hey, as you, yeah, there's different things to juggle as you get, go up um, or build out, but it's still, you're, bit, you're focused on still on the foundation of everything. And so I think that's a, a big reason why things are adapted a lot quicker today. Everything's built on a foundation. Like, so blockchain, for instance, yes, it's built on a foundation, but that's a, different mindset that's a paradigm shift so i think the adoption will take a little bit longer than maybe you know a smartphone adoption that, that, that's that is true and and then what i next did uh in this pursuit is uh okay we are talking about all the things that became successful uh became popular and what about in the last 10 years uh, what ideas did come, what actually made it, what didn't come, what were people excited about it, you know? And yeah. for that, I think, uh, yeah, th that's the hype cycle, you know? We've been tracking, Gartner has been tracking the hype cycle, or what are all the different things that are being hyped, you know? Uh, in the last 10 years, I, I want to show you two, two things. One yeah. is, this is 2012, okay? And then this is 2022. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what in 2012 actually made it to 2023? Did it even come? What were people thinking in 2023? Right. Oh, right. Uh, in 2012. In 2012, I highlighted here text analysis, HTML5, natural language question answering. Mm-hmm. This was 10 years ago. They were like hyping about it and they had huge expectations of it. And now it's a reality in 2023. Chat GPT, even you can ask questions and answers in natural language. So look, so I, I so it's interesting to see like on their, you know, gamification, right? That's, that's one that was right there that, you know, everybody said, oh, this is going to be humongous. This is absolutely a game changer. This is a gamification of the workplace that fell on its face flat. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's interesting to see that that's like, you know, was, was one of the big ones that was up there. Yeah. Even 3d scanners, right. They would say like, oh, you can scan anything, you know, so I'm going to make it. I do, yeah, oh, 3D scan, yeah, so that's exactly, so that hasn't taken off, that's also, uh, I would say that's kind of goes up and down the scale um, yeah. with different innovations and whatnot, and I'm, I'll even say, you know, hey, big data's on there, and that was going to be the next, again, you, you probably know this better than, way better than I do, but uh, um, that was supposed to be the next big, hey, everybody's going to make a ton of money off of this, we need to make sure we can, 
get all our data in and we're going to need to put, you know, put it together and sell big it. Data, big data is already there though. Big data is there. It's already it secured. I think it's not as, not nearly as, as, uh, it wasn't for what it was hyped as, um, it, it has not gone to where people thought. Yeah. I, I now you, you're making a good point because when I, big data is really not for individuals. You know what I mean? Oh, right. I think companies, I don't think. But I think they are using, they are using because the kind of services they are providing, like whether it's banks, whether it is governments, whether it is uh, retail, uh, whether it's cars, they are dealing with big data. So what happened is right now, there are so many technologies in the big data world that are becoming mainstream in big companies, right? So big data is not talked about because it's it's done, I think. It could be a good point. I just think it hasn't taken over like they thought it would. Um, I think they have all this data and they have all this stuff, but the technology to, you know, which I think AI actually is a game changer for, for people with all this data um, is actually- Yeah, yeah that's going to be the, the big data, right? That, yeah, that's going to be the thing that makes them the money. Now, 3D printing also very did very well. And I think that will still, I think there's still a big use for it. And that's a, you know, that's kind of, again, that's kind of creeping, that'll be creeping up here. Um, but you know, this whole thing, I thought what was very interesting, I'm like, hey, well, what percentages, you know, hey, so out of the plateau of productivity, um, you know, what percentage is that? And it was like, oh, that's when 20 or 30% adoption rate. Um, you yep. kind of go from there. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. That's really interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, I think the, these initial ones are really small percentage. They are very small. Yes, right. Uh, virtual worlds is still stuck there after ten years. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's still stuck there. Yep. Right. I mean, look at cloud computing. You know, that's on the. You know, that's right there in the the trough of disillusionment. I mean, that thing is, uh, man, that's, that, that's big, big. off. That is way out in the plateau of productivity now. Now mobile OTA, OTA payments. I mean, if you look, it depends on where you look at it because in us, I don't know how much it, it is there, but in India, it's like massive. 99% of Indians use it. Wow. I mean, the government did a big push digital India. Wow. So they linked everybody's uh, 99%. Can you believe that? That's crazy. No, I just, I, it is hard to believe. And a country like India, like 1.4 billion people. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? So they did that. I mean, that is like way beyond mass adoption, way beyond plateau of productivity. Right. Uh, so it's, it's fascinating. Not, uh, I've been looking at these hype charts for a long time. <laughs> but never really analyze this carefully. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm, yeah. I've seen them in Pat just cause they're Gartner and you always, you know, you take, uh, you take what they say at least, uh, at least a little bit seriously. And uh, I've seen them, but I've, like you said, I've never really studied it or really went in depth to look at them. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like now comparing, see, I only looked at the current, you know, whatever is people are saying to for a news, you know, perspective. But if you now look at, what they're saying now, see, there was no blockchain mention of blockchain in 2012. 
No, because it wasn't. I mean, yes, it kind of was around, but it really wasn't around. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, there's not one mention of, yeah, it's not even on the far left side. Yeah. Not even ten years ago, right? Yeah. Yep. And then if I go to the next slide, right, cryptocurrency is always almost over here. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, that's just exactly. That's, that's crazy. I don't know when it came up and when it <laughs> uh, went all the way here. Right. Right. And, and then blockchain platforms are here. That is last year. And yep. then if you look at generative AI, I'll get into generative AI, but see this, I'm, this based on this uh, thing and looking at other things. Now, a lot of the things that are on there actually made it, you know, a few of them didn't make it. So people are generally correct on where things will head. I probably because I think a lot of money gets in to these things when they're on the left side of the curve. Right. Yeah. Because that's a startup phase. I mean, when you're on the left side of the curve, you're really in the startup phase. Everybody's, like, phase. And everybody's putting money into it. Exactly. Right? And you want it uh, to work. <laughs> yeah. So when so much money goes into there, sooner or later, at least some of them will have to come off the other side. Unless some of them are very, only very few ideas that were really out, gone out totally. They're taking longer, but never went out. Right. Yeah, a lot of it is uh, they either are still in development, you know, five or eight years later on the left side, moving up the left side, um, or they're completely off, you know, where they, they were success or gone. So once they start moving up, it's like, okay, well, at least they're on the, they're on the radar and at least people, uh, people are accepting of them at some level. Yes. And then another thing that I noticed, Brian, is uh, the time and the challenges are not consistent. Like they're not moving along the same order. Some like really go fast. Some kind of right. go back. Some stuck. Right. For sure. Uh, and some are like real, like in you know, like blockchain. It wasn't even there. Now it's already here. Right. Yeah. Cryptocurrencies. Right. I mean. In the last 10 years, it wasn't even there. It went up through the hype and it even come down in like so fast. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've, I think we've kind of hit on this with blockchain specifically before and a couple of the past episodes is, is, uh, right. What'd you say? 2014, 15, 16, somewhere in there, they all, you know, there was a bunch of companies that just jumped in, right? Yes. It's like, Hey, we don't oh, know what, the hell, but we got to get in, like, we got to do this. And yeah. Once you got in, it was like, oh, well, this isn't all it's cracked up to be because there's a lot of other things that need to take place. And um, and so it kind of came back a little bit that, you know, not the technology, but the the hey, let's not go so fast. Let's kind of move back. And then they're starting to go forward again. Yes. And I actually have for you all the hype charts from 2014 when blockchain first came. To 2022. Oh, to wow. show you what awesome. what they were thinking in each nice. year. Yeah, this this particular one was uh, mostly trying to understand what happens in ten years. You know, in a mm -hmm. ten year time frame. Yep. And what can we learn from that? And now I actually have a couple of case studies, right? Uh, which is like one for the internet and one for artificial intelligence because we kind of both know this very well. Yeah. Uh, 
so this one is uh, what people were saying about internet in 1996. Oh, right. Right. Uh, digital video desk, smart cards, intranets, Java. Java was like even just being hyped up. Right. Now Java is like ubiquitous. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah, mainstay. Yeah. yeah. A uh, lot of this is mainstay. If you really think about it, uh, cable modems were just coming up. Not funny. Right? Uh, video disk, digital video disks, smart cards, intranets, Java, internet terminals, World Wide Web. World Wide Web was just hyped. Yep. Oh, now, yeah. Of course. I, I got on. I mean, you know, I got on and yeah, about 96 is when I got on. That was when really got on the internet at school. We didn't use that. We really never used the internet at all. You went and did microfish still in nine, you know, 91 to 90. Yeah. No, I remember that going to the library and going through Do your research. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, we really, yeah, they had, I think they had a couple, a couple computers probably connected to, you know, quote the internet, but um, it was like, who wants to use that? That's nonsense. Yeah. So of all of these things, the only two things that are, that people haven't given up, actually people put more money, but they haven't successful was virtual reality, right? There's right. so much happened in virtual reality where Google Glass, you know, uh, being able to read signs. If I wear those glasses on the street, it'll tell me all of that. I mean, there is so much, I mean, there's a lot in games, but it's, it hasn't really found mainstream utility, you know? Uh, yes, it hadn't even found mainstream really in the in the tech world. You know, it's there. Yeah. But uh, it, that's kind of, that's been one that's, that you can say has kind of went forward because it's, you know, hey, it's, it's there and then, but kind of has come back a little bit and technologies change and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, and like now Oculus, people are spending so much money in, you know, Facebook is spending so much money in meta and virtual reality, metaverse. I mean, some of the people's uh, ideas of virtual reality have also changed, you know? And check, what right. virtual reality in 1986 was, right. uh, what is virtual reality today is very different. Yeah. Right? And that was one. And then the other one was uh, handwriting recognition. Huh. Okay. That they made a lot of progress, but it's still really, really hard. Yes. And I think uh, it just, yeah, it, it, yes, that's, I like how it's where it is on the access there, but uh, it just never, even though I'm sure there's some great things that, that actually capture it, people just don't, they're not into it. I think people are not writing anymore. When was the yeah. last time I write anything? No. With the exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right and that probably one reason why handwriting recognition is not a big deal because what happened was most of the books got digitized right even right. The, a lot of the documents there's no i don't know if, how people are any writing any will on paper you know what i mean right or any kind of things on paper right all of the documents have got digitized so that I don't think will ever make go any further, you know? Yeah, I don't think that that will never reach 80% adoption. That's for sure. Yeah, handwriting recognition. <laughs> right? So 
everything else is great even the workflow imaging you know mm-hmm. they call it yep. workflow imaging here but i was at a conference last week uh, ai med uh, where computer machine learning models will do your radiology x-rays will read x-rays mm-hmm. and fda has approved 500 and some odd number around 600 models to do that wow right so they don't need i mean that's already way fast mm-hmm. so that's that's the internet for you right most yeah. of it happened it was 30 years ago uh now everything is done you know it it's consistent with what we thought was 10 to 20 years as a rate of adoption right. you know what i mean so this is past 20 years so it's pretty much everything is adopted right which is consistent with our thinking early on now lord look at this artificial intelligence this is last year okay this is the funny part i found this hilarious because in july 2022 uh, generative ai is here <laughs> <laughs> and that's something <laughs> in three months it's like it's gone past that right that is one thing like companies are not going to adopt because i i heard a uh interview the other day uh, sam altman from open ai uh he i think at least it's leaked interview apparently uh that he's saying there is going to be a lot more powerful for people to use they don't have a way to monetize it yet and it will take a while before organizations use it so this is a classic case where individuals will be more quick to adopt than uh, you know organization yeah, company organization yeah i saw yeah. what was that i saw um it was in it, it was a couple years ago it was in uh i think it was 2020 they said you know by I think it was a couple different, I don't know if it was Gartner or a couple different uh, of those companies that, you know, they do their, do their research. Uh, as of 2020, 85% of businesses say they were, they were uh, evaluating some sort of AI to, in their, in their business practice. And I yeah. have a feeling that's, uh, that went from 85% up even further. Um, no, no, no. I, there are still a lot of skeptics, Brian. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. actually funny thing was i said i was uh, doing something and uh, an ad popped up this guy is supposed to be a golf uh, coach and mm-hmm. he's saying everybody slices the ball or hooks the ball uh, and i have a technique to show you very quickly how to fix it right and i called my friend hey do you slice is a golfer so i asked him do you slice the ball yeah 10% of the time then i said i asked chat gpt the same question how do i stop slicing my golf ball <laughs> right all right it gave very three clear instructions right your you should stand like this your club face should be you more minded mm-hmm. club face you know uh, hold your uh, grip closer to your right if you're right hander so things like that it's very interesting it gave a very precise instruction like a coach so i talked to my friend and said hey i just asked chat gpt the question you should look it up he says immediately i don't need chat gpt you know it's like 
lot of people are still very, very skeptical about ChatGPT. See, I, I must say, if we're talking maybe overall, yes, maybe, but uh, within the tech space, absolutely not. I think people are on board. Yes, Te technical people, from a technical perspective, I, for them, I feel like they're on board because they think it's a survival issue, not because they, they think. Well, it's eventually like, I mean, this is, you either jump on board or you're going to get left behind. That's yes, exactly. That's my point, right? Survival. Yes. So if, that's, if that's either one of the two things. Survive. It's not like, hey, I, you know, I don't have to have a smartphone. That doesn't, you know, I don't have to have that to do business. I don't have to have certain things. But I think that's a have to have for a company coming up. I, I think you, you're saying fear of missing out is playing a big role on this. Um, no, I think, uh, I think you need to get in. No, I agree. But why, why are people hesitant in the general public? Why, why, why some of the schools are saying, oh, you shouldn't use. Now I think some of that is changing. In the beginning, everybody said, oh, kids, they lock it. They, they block it from. Cause you don't want to, I mean, you don't want people right. So the, the misnomer might be that kids will stop thinking or if you're taking a class it's going to think for you and you're not going to think for yourself anymore you're just going to copy and paste well kids have always done that anyway it doesn't matter where it comes from um but <laughs> but uh you know you always find a way uh but uh, you know that's that's one area another hey if we give it too much information it's going to outthink us and they're going to overtake us and take over the world the machines are going to you know it's going to be terminator all over again um but see that's a different uh perspective, right? Those people who are saying, don't use AI because AI is very capable. It can kill you. It can do things to you. It can harm you. They are saying because they believe the power of AI. But then there are some skeptics who don't trust AI because it, they think it is not even possible. It can be a machine can do what a human can do. Well, I mean, that's already proven. False. I mean, right. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, it depends what job, right? But it's already proven that that can't be. But there are people that think like that. But if you're a company, so I'm thinking like a company and specifically in the tech space, right? Um, you're you're going to get left behind if you don't utilize some sort of AI practice. And then eventually, in my opinion, uh, some type of blockchain at some point. Yes. Before I get into blockchain, I have one question. I was. Uh, this is something I want to ask you. So I was watching a podcast, another podcast, where one of the audience members was asking to a panel of AI experts. He's basically saying, hey, my son is in freshman right now. What advice would you give him to pursue a choice of career, given that AI is going to be a dominant tech in the next 30, 30 years? Do you know what they said? I'm interested. What did they say? They they said AI, there are certain type of things AI can never get to yet in the next 20, 30 years, which is math and biology. Okay? Accounting, law, uh, a lot of the white-collar stuff that is process-driven, that, that doesn't, that is not dependent on truth but it's dependent on uh, opinion, process, uh, structure, logistics. 
AI will take over. Okay, AI can do that so much faster. But if you want to think in terms of advanced biology, advanced math, advanced thinking that is required to discover more and more of the world, then that is where the careers will be. And then they also said, don't do anything super specialized. If you try to do anything super specialized, that is a target. Like you, you, can, you can be a doctor, you can be an internal medicine doctor, but don't be a radiologist. If you're a radiologist, if you, are, if you can do read charts, then those things can be automated. What do you think? I'm, it's interesting. I think it's, I think it's very interesting. A lot of this, you know, another, another stat I, I saw was, you know, AI is supposedly, you know, over the next, over the next five to eight years is supposed to take, take away 85 million jobs, but it will create 95 million jobs. That's what yes. I saw. So it's you that, know, that is a really different space. So um, it's a, uh, I, I don't know. So, I mean, those, that's, they're obviously, they know what they're talking about. It's very interesting. And I take that, you know, take what they say seriously. Um, but we just, frankly, we just don't know. Yes. No, I agree and, with you. And, and that's what I'm sharing because I didn't know either when they said it. Yeah. You know? I, I think anything that you're, I mean, that's a whole different subject, but anything that you're passionate about um, and you can make money at, so it doesn't matter what it is. And if you're specifically thinking technology wise and you love AI, there's several different, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of different ways you can, you know, make money off of it or, or create a company or, or create great things or something different. So, um, you know, that's whether it's adopted or not, it's a whole different story. Um, but there's, there's a lot of different areas. That's awesome. Now let's get into details of blockchain itself. Let's study that for a second. Yeah, do it. Right. How did the hype change, you know, and what can we expect forward? This is in 2014. Okay. You see it? Let me fix that. Yeah. This is, this is 2014. All right. Yep. Uh, think about it. There was no cryptocurrency was here. Yeah. Right. And now we saw in 2022, it is here. Right. Yep. Exactly. And now they, this was general, uh, they were saying in 10 years, right. That blue is five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were quite correct on it. But if you see, there was nothing else in 24 hour blockchain. There was right. no blockchain technology. There was no blockchain platform, you know, and then natural language question answer was here. <laughs> right. Uh, in 2014. In 2012, it was here somewhere. So it did make progress, but then boom. In 2015, cryptocurrencies didn't move much. Right. Nothing came on the scene. Right. So if you really think about it, how people get hyped, how fast it gets hyped, and you'll see in 2016, 2018, how much hype blockchain got, right? And then in, again, 2016, now blockchain actually first appeared. 
it was only cryptocurrencies before. Mm-hmm. Right? So the blockchain first appeared as a big hype and already appeared on the top. Right? But they still didn't know a lot what it can what is possible. Right? And machine learning was at was it at its height. Because that's when uh, TensorFlow and all of these things came. Think about how much happened once machine learning came along the scene. Mm-hmm. What do you think that the fact that blockchain just showed up in 2016? Before that, nobody even thought about it. So it's interesting. Crypto is in 2014, but that's based off of blockchain, right? Yes. So it's either people just didn't understand or didn't, I mean, which it's hard to believe that Gartner study wouldn't understand in 2014 or 2015 blockchain is the base technology for cryptocurrency. Yeah. It wasn't um, on the survey forms or even if it was of, on the survey form. Nobody which I just find is interesting. I just think it's interesting. I just think it's very interesting. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden 16, it pops on the scene. Crypto is nowhere to be found. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's this, what I find the most interesting about this, yeah, blockchain is, you know, pops on the scene uh, in a pretty big way. But all these slides, it is inter- so interesting. There's so much stuff like on the left side, right? The innovation, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 15 through 18. There is, you know, four years. It's all innovation. There's not a ton on the right side. It's just everything is on the left side. It's all being money's putting into it. It's all being uh, it's all being made. Ideas are there. It's It's just so interesting to me. Yeah, if if you think about it, you see the if you look at these two things particularly, natural language question answering, which is right here, mm-hmm. but then here on this one, conversational user interfaces. Right, right. So it was a very primitive uh, natural language question answering capability. That was, if you remember correctly, remember those things when you go on a, a website. Uh, something would pop up. How can I help you? Of course, they still do that. Yeah, right. Those those are the ones they are talking about. Yeah. Right. So when when there was a need for it, so if you needed a question, it would it wasn't very smart in those days. Basically, whatever you type, that bot would look up there, frequently asked questions and paste back. Right. The right. Right. Yep. So it was not really understanding the full language. It was just looking for keywords and trying to give you a search for you. Mm-hmm. from their knowledge base, right? Or does this question answer you? Or is this what you're thinking? It just give you a bunch of questions and you click one of the questions and it'll give you the answer for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, quantum computing, think about it. It was way back below. I mean, it's still not there yet. Nope. Uh, but massively parallel computing, GPUs came on. The oh, scene, yeah. Yep. Right. So quantum didn't really come because that's a totally different technology. But GPUs really, they don't have GPUs here. Right? Yeah. Now, interestingly, brain computer interface, right? That is pretty much Neuralink. Right. And they are actually got an FDA approval uh, this year mm-hmm. on one of their devices. That was in 2026. That was in what, 2016? What did you say? Yeah, 2016. 
Oh God, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I find these, uh, I just find it very interesting. And then, you know, I think in, you know, there's just, you know, some things just pop on the scene and, you know, hey, blockchain interoperability, you know, pops on the scene in 2021. Very interesting, like where it is. It's just, it's all, it's really interesting. And then what falls off, what doesn't move on, what's still there for over a six year period in the same spot just tells me, hey, they're putting in a lot of money and um, they expect great things to happen. And they expect stuff to happen. And, and then another interesting this happens uh, if you look at it carefully. This one, the software designs soft security, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yep. think about security from this is mostly from a network, right? So people used to go and configure ports on different devices to make sure uh, packets are not going or the correct encryption. All of it was done by administrators. Mm-hmm. Then when the cloud came in, they put in uh, software that manages automates it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure if I look at it again carefully, this machine learning is over here. They're going to apply machine learning to this. Mm-hmm. So then the machine automatically makes, defines and manages your security. Mm-hmm. So you don't even need software. And now with chat GPD, machine learn can write the software you need instead right. of improving or optimizing the software. Yep. The augmented reality is still there in like, it came down <laughs> from 2012 to down to virtual reality became augmented reality. Yeah, that's it's. And then virtual reality went up here in 27. I guess that's because a lot of the variables that started coming. Yeah, I just, I find it, you know, I, I just, I, I think it's more interesting than anything. What's your, what's your take on blockchain adoption? So we've, you know, saw it pop in, pop out, pop up, um, you know, smart contracts and interoperability. What's, what's your take on, uh, so, we, so what happened was, research, you yeah. know, over the last, you know, a lot of information over the last hour or so. What's uh, what's your thoughts around that? So my thoughts were like blockchain in 2016 was really hyped up. Where Bill Gates was talking on every conference call, you know, every meeting, every interview he was, and IBM was talking of blockchain. All the big Silicon Valley guys were talking blockchain, and a lot of money went into the blockchain. I think when we did our initial podcast, we were talking about like some two or three thousand companies were started, okay? And at that time, IBM came up with Hyperledger. There were so many open source projects. And then that that project with Merck and IBM, they all got started back then. Right. Right. And what they discovered, and at the time, the technology, in my opinion, was very, very primitive. It had a lot of challenges. Uh, It did not have any tools to build products. Right. And it was really half-baked. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go back to my, in the, in the beginning of this podcast, we talked about some of the things that why they took so long. They had a very similar, people were excited, but that it was just not practical for right. them to use, uh, particularly the one with telescope, mm-hmm. right. Or even the microscope. It wasn't just good enough for people to use it. 
and then they tried to improve it and improve it and improve it and then it got improved right so blockchain is going through the same phase okay yeah. so it was really bad now if you look at 2018 2019 you'll see mm-hmm. so 2017 it kind of got disillusioned a little bit you know people were recognizing it okay it was still 2018 was because it's still there people were talking about it but then other things came up okay B- blockchain for data security right they started talking about oh how it can be used even here they were they, they don't talk that much about blockchain mm-hmm. but blockchain was going there and blockchain they started just talking about blockchain for data security so right. now they're trying to figure out what can be used for right uh, now here it got a little bit more excited now cryptocurrencies came back right and now blockchain in healthcare they were saying in 2018 it takes more than 10 years mm-hmm. because now they're seeing the value of it now there's so many blockchain see blockchain in government blockchain in reward models blockchain in banking blockchain right. in distributed blockchain distributed ledgers internet of things yep right blockchain in life sciences blockchain yep. it's all blockchain right everything this is they they actually did one specific for blockchain Mhm like this particular hype cycle just see where the hype for blockchain is right what are different things people are saying in 2018 right so they were like blockchain was already there but it was so hard now people were really struggling where it will fit mm-hmm. so then there were some people who were saying blockchain would be better here blockchain would be better here sure uh, and that was in 2018 okay it was and then at, some of them were more than 10 years some of them were 2 to 5 years right so some of them were more than 10 years mm-hmm. and smart contracts was 5 to 10 years right smart assets it was now in 2019 in the bigger picture of things blockchain was still there relative to other technologies mm-hmm. right right so in 2019 it really didn't move much okay but what you will see most interesting is and then this is just 2019 for just blockchain okay mm-hmm. and you see a lot of movement in a lot of things got moved and blockchain from this perspective they think it's far ahead right ico started coming up because this was a big deal mm-hmm. right digital asset exchanges where instead of cryptocurrency now this is where Coinbase and all the exchanges started coming. Mm-hmm. Interoperability solved problems got solved, right? And then they were talking about digital currency and fiat currency. Now that's already in 2023, in four years, the central banks are already taking it seriously. Right. I think seven or eight. We we had a call the other day when one of the companies that what was that company that had a coin. ripple okay yeah they have right they are yeah. already working with seven companies seven countries to do oh uh, yeah yes 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 correct right the digital yeah. currencies yep right that was in 2019 it was way on the bottom right and now we we still don't have blockchain data exchanges they are talking about that now uh and there is a use case 
that that could be a big deal now they're talking about regulation regulations was like five to ten years now it's now they're talking right 2019 right. Right. just now sec started uh talking about coinbase and you know binance suing right. them and all that right right so some of them are coming through blockchain in logistics is already a big deal blockchain in supply chain is already a big deal right so so a lot of them are making fruition i think in two so if we go to 2020 right <laughs> again there's no blockchain can you believe that in their survey <laughs> so if you when they talk about different topics it's all ml may ai generative right. ai generative ai it was still right. in the back but in 2020 by 2020 pretty much people gave up on blockchain because i think during the pandemic no pandemic was what 2021 no 2020 through 2022 basically yeah so basically in july of 2020 there was no mention of blockchain right and then come back to 2021 mm -hmm. then smart contracts came all the way here right. right and then blockchain decentralized web so if you think about how this has changed from 2019 to 2021 in 2019 I, all the hype was around blockchain for healthcare, blockchain for supply chain, blockchain for this, blockchain for this. They were talking about use cases. Okay. Yes. Now, if you come back here in 2020, it's not about use cases. It is all about the technical challenges of blockchain, right? So decentralized web, authenticated provenance, zero knowledge proofs, decentralized exchange, smart contracts, layer two solutions, stable coins, decentralized identity, blockchain interoperability. So right. now people are getting real. Right. Because that was all like hype. Now they're actually working on the technical problems. Yep. Right. And I, that is when I saw that, that is when I got into blockchain. Right. Now these are working. Now these technical problems are getting solved. Now we are actually, now people are putting money where previously in 2019, I can do supply chain, people would give me money. I would do healthcare right. and blockchain, people would give me money. Right. Now they won't say, oh, no, no, you can't do that. First go fix uh, layer two solution. Uh, right, right. Uh, first fix interoperability, you know, then we'll talk healthcare, then we'll talk other things. Right. So now the focus, it actually tells us the story of blockchain because of the hype, the focus, and now the reality of what is actually need to be done. For sure. I completely agree. Right. And then this is where we are. And then 2022, we already saw it's catching up again. So with all that, Brian, I want your expert opinion. When do you think blockchain will be adopted? Our first question. So if you want to know you? when it's going to go to that 20 to 30% mark, um, if you yeah, want my opinion, if you want my opinion on that, I yeah. would say, I would say it's in that definitely in that five to ten year range. 
Um, and if you want it on a bigger scale, I think it's, it's probably in the same time frame, um, within yeah. the same time frame, because I think it doesn't take much to nudge people or companies ahead. And I think we're kind of at that, that point right now, we're coming out of a pandemic and we're understanding what's going on and how to get better and, and blockchains being more understood and interoperability is, is really big. And, and, uh, I think we're going to see a, a over the course of what is this 2023. So, uh, within the course of the next two years, I think we're going to see a big leap in, uh, yeah. in technology. I, I feel that way too, because if you look at some of these dots, they actually give a cue on how long it says, uh, so. These are already here. DFTs and NFT, I mean, uh, are already there, right? Layer two solutions are already there, right? Smart contract Oracle is already there, right? Uh, zero knowledge proofs is getting a really a lot of attention right now, right? Uh, it's just beginning, right? Uh, decentralized web is also getting there, but still very fringe. I would say two, three years, honestly, in my mind. I mean, I, I certainly could see it. I just, yeah, I just, uh, it's gonna, yeah, the next, I think the next two years are, are you know, there's a lot gonna be going on as in terms of, uh, especially interoperability. It's, it's, we, we went over that a few weeks ago and there's a lot of companies that are, are really coming through in a big way. And I think that's a, a big game changer, especially for enterprise size corporations, right? So it's good. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's take some calls. Hey, Shiva or Shardow, any suggestions, comments? Yeah, just join on the listener queue or caller queue. Guys, can you hear us? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking to ourselves? I like it. Hey Shiva, can you have to invite? Yeah, I said invite to speak. That's cool. Yeah. No biggie. They, they probably can't hear us. But anyways. So Brian, what do you think? Uh Hey, Shadow, you have to unmute yourself. And Brian, what are, uh, what's the definition of blockchain in uh, simple terms? What's it? It's a distributed ledger. That's it. It's a, it's a very secure database. It's decentralized. That's it. So are you familiar with uh, blockchain, Shadow? I haven't heard of it, but, you know, I don't. I'm not into like the tech world, but I, I've heard of blockchain, but I don't really know what it is. I mean, I've heard of it. It, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I think it's just what Brian just told you. It's a distributed database, uh, which has a lot more capabilities than what we have today. So a lot, a lot more secure. It's a lot more, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more secure. It's, it's a, um, right. So distributed means that it's across multiple nodes. Um, and so, uh, not one central agency controls it. That's why Chuck and I think it's it's great as well. 
Awesome. So I think, Brian, I, we, we pretty much covered a lot of the stuff we wanted to cover. At least answered the fu one fundamental question that we had. Cool. How long <laughs> will it take? Yes, but it'll be interesting. You know, it could be, it could be shorter. It could be that, it, hell, it could be a year or two. Uh, it could be, uh, could be, you know, more on the five to 10. Who knows, right? I think in the next couple of years hold a lot. So it should be exciting. That's, you know. Yeah, it is exciting. That's why we, that's why we started this podcast, you know. Be excited. It's great. Exactly. Stuff is fun. Um, what are um what are NFTs and what are some examples of NFTs? Uh, non tokens. So think of it. So so if you want to just think of uh, NFT as a unique asset, that's all. It, all that's all an NFT is is a unique asset. Whereas a Bitcoin is a fungible token, right? So it's it's fungible and that's NFTs are non-fungible. There, there's only one of them. Thus, you can trade them. You can, yeah, you make copies. It's like a painting, a lot like a painting. So if you think of it exactly. like a artwork, yeah, you can make copies, but they're not the same as the original. Yep. Another way to say it is, if I have two bitcoins, they're both the same. Right. I can give you this Bitcoin or I can give you that Bitcoin. I'll still give you a Bitcoin. But if I have two NFTs, they're two different. If I give you NFT, I'm giving you one NFT and I'm giving you another NFT. I'm giving you another NFT. I can't interchange them. That's what non-fungible means. Like, like when you, when you look, when you look at NFTs, it's kind of like in a sports game, you know, like when you go and buy, like, you know, if you're, I want a player and somebody else wants that player. You can use a digital token and buy something like, you know, you can get access to whatever you want. Like that's an NFT. That's yeah, exactly. A, that's a different version of NFT, but it's still an NFT. Yeah, yes. so the NBA has come out with with certain NFTs for certain plays, right? So you yes. can almost buy a play. You can buy that yeah, play. Yeah, you can exchange buy, buy that card. Buy that. Yes, that's exactly it. Exactly it. I mean, NFT can be used right. in various ways, right? Like. NFT, it can be used in sports, it can be used in technology. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's all technology based. It's all based on technology, but yeah, you can use it in several different areas. Correct. Do you think NFTs have many various uses, like how you can like use an NFT? Yeah, like if you, you, you just gave a good example, right? A player. I have one player card. Brian has another player card. I can give him player one. He can give me player two. We can exchange. It's kind of like right. It makes sense. It's kind of like I I, I collect trading cards a lot. It's kind of like when like you give somebody like I have this player. You want to swap? I'll give you yep. my player for your player. You give me my player for your player. Yep. It's it's more of I, I would I would say it's more of so if you collect cards, it's more of the one of one card. So your your NFT is a one of one. And so, yeah, you can you can trade them that way. Correct. Awesome. If you don't have any more questions, uh, we'll be wrapping for the day. Shout out. No, thanks for thanks for asking. That's that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for participating. I mean, uh, I just I just have to say, you guys have a lot of intense knowledge, and you know, you guys definitely know what you're talking about. Um, and I'm happy that you want to bring this over to Colin because, you know, Colin is normally 
not you don't normally have these on Colin, but I'm happy that you're you're kind of um, experimenting with different stuff, you know, bringing new topics, bringing new stuff on here, talking about things people have never heard about. So I really appreciate that. Cool. Thank well, thanks for jumping on. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. With that, we guys, just love this stuff. Good. That's it. We just love this stuff. So yeah. Yeah. With so that, thank you, Shiva. Thanks, Shadal. Appreciate I'm that. I'm really happy that you came on here because my mother also um, knows a lot about this stuff because she also works in the semiconductor industry and tech in tech industry. So um, this stuff will be very familiar to her. So she'll, she'll oh, awesome. definitely have a lot of stuff to say if I ask her, like, what is um, blockchain? What is this? She'll probably give me a whole lecture on that. <laughs> and I'll be like, so much information you're giving me. I'm like, probably she'll just get, probably know so much about this so that's kind of a connection to to what you guys brought so i'm happy that now i have my mother who knows about this now you guys are talking about it so it's kind of like like blowing up on here so yeah that's great that's awesome, great man. thank you so much yeah cool well yeah well, i guess we'll uh what see each other next week at uh, 2 p.m uh pacific on tuesday yep Bye-bye. Cool. Have a good one. Thanks, Shiva.